0: Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP and your all around hiring guru. And it is my absolute pleasure to bring these thought leaders to you every single week and share their wisdom and all their little knowledge nuggets. So today we're going to get started. This is a really unique guest that I have with us today. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Bruce Pulver, global and TEDx speaker, social marketing lead and published author. Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter is Pulver's best selling book that teaches and activates how our words change our mindset and drive our outcomes, which leads to greater success. Bruce creates messages that ultimately draw from three decades as an executive sales professional, expertise in healthcare and technology, and generating sales created by long lasting relationships. Welcome to the show, Bruce.
1: And good day and thank you for that wonderful introduction.
0: Oh, you know what it was easy to do you have you've done such great things. So I like to start the show off and I think this is a really cool connection. Telling our audience how we got connected.
1: Oh, sure. So um, we have a mutual uh, pal Trevor Houston, who uh, you know, has this great show who you know, and he was uh, invited me to come to Dallas and be on the show back in January. And mm-hmm. we had opportunity to meet there and share the sofa and have the conversation with Trevor. It was a great program and it was so much fun to meet you there.
0: It, you know what? And I was just absolutely obsessed as soon as, you know, I saw that you were going to be on the stage with me and I was like, who is this guy? Because And so I went and I did some light stalking on LinkedIn and I just loved the name of your book. I think I instantly messaged you and said, I just, I love your tagline you know, above the chatter, our words matter. And I, and it's so important. And I, I know we're gonna get into that today, but I just, you know, I think that is so cool. And, and, and the reason I like to bring up that, how we got connected is because I really wanna encourage people to look for those opportunities that where you can make new friends and where you can find help when you need it, because, or hopefully you won't need it, but you'll have those people in place, right?
1: Oh, abs- absolutely I, I um i like to say say yes and then figure out how later um it tends to work itself out when you jump in and just say yes i'm going to put myself out there into a place that might be what i call you know where the magic happens which is outside of our comfort zone mm,
0: absolutely in fact i was we just started a um we're sponsoring the success north dallas young executives um program, and we were starting to match the mentors and the mentees, and that's exactly what I was thinking. What is going to help them get out of their comfort zone? I don't want to pair them with people that are just like them.
1: Right. Oh, it's hard to learn when you're around folks that are exactly like you. I had a boss tell me once, if we all agreed on everything, one of us wouldn't be needed.
0: Oh, I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. Of course, I don't think I would want to really apply that to my relationship.
1: No, no. True,
0: true. (laughs) So, Bruce, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today?
1: Oh, well, I know we only have a few minutes, so I'll try to nutshell it. I am a (laughs) uh, a husband. I'm a father of two daughters. Uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. And how I got to where I am now, and we're going to talk about above the chatter, our words matter. We're going to talk about the power of our words. all happened when I uh, was the recipient of a layoff. So 20 plus years in an industry, uh, you just closed a pretty big deal. And very shortly after that, uh, myself and 500 other positions in the company were eliminated. And I call that a BAM moment. Mm. And so what that did was it absolutely devastated me. I mean, I was spiraling. And fortunately, um, my faith really helped me. And I was given a word one morning. And that word was, Bruce, you got to be strong. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote it vertically and looked at it for a minute and up came a phrase. I knew I needed to be strong, but it became stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. Just using the letters Mm -hmm. of the word and that helped me empower that word and kind of, I'm not going to say it launched me into, you know, joy and happiness and positivity, but it stopped the spiral and it really helped me kind of put the brakes a little bit and say, wait a minute, you know, it's going to be okay just keep moving forward.
0: I love that.
1: That then led led to 400 consecutive days of that same sort of thing, a message coming to me every morning, and I just wrote it down, and I looked at it, and you know, I was given a gift to take a word, translate it just into its meaning from its letters, and then really try to understand how I could use that word to improve my mindset for the day.
0: Well, your book has been such a blessing to me, and I think, and I've shared this with you, but I want to share it with the audience too because it's not a traditional book. Um, and so, if you can see it right here, the strong, and I'm horrible at showing emotion with the camera and everything, but you can see the strong. But all through the book, you see he does this beautifully with. All these words and so what I do in the mornings is I will kind of reflect on what my intent for the day is and then I'll just randomly open the book and read a couple of words and it's interesting because I always have a highlighter next to me I don't know if you do that but I will like certain lines will stand out to me more than others and so I will highlight those but but then let's say I randomly flip back to that page later I may highlight a different line so it's, you wouldn't recognize your book that's in my hands right now.
1: <laughs> well, um, Casey, I can't thank you enough for that feedback. I, I, I really can't say that I know how it impacts folks. I just know that I believe in the ripple. Mm-hmm. And when you drop a pebble in and you look to serve first and, and the fact that you're sharing that impact, impact and in, input back with me Um, is so rewarding and I just want to thank you for that because it does, it impacts folks different ways and the Mm. last people that thought I would ever write a book were my high school English teachers. So (laughs) I feel like I give myself a high five for that
0: one. That's awesome, that's awesome. So um, in your TEDx talk, you speak on the power of words and how they can be our friends or foe. Can you expand a bit on that and explain how the words we use affect our mindset?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll share with you what that means to me. Uh, and I talked about this in my TED and I'll maybe just use one word that if we are in a job search or we're looking to advance our career, or maybe get back into the workforce after whatever situation we're ready to go, um, there's one word that we all live with and that word is the word change, mm-hmm. right? And so if you just look at that word change, you could say, oh no, not again, not me. I don't want change. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. It's always bad, Those ty- that type of mindset and I just wrote the word vertically in a, in a negative way. It's can't handle another negative gut-wrenching experience. So oh. if you look at change with just those letters, there's a chance that you're going to find that, okay? If you look at it another way, just flip the word and say circumstances have altered, now get engaged. It, it doesn't mean that the change goes away. It doesn't mean that it's not as significant meaning positive or the other way. But what it does do is it sets your mind with an intention that you can get engaged even though the circumstances have changed or altered. So what can I do versus saying, Oh no, I'm limited.
0: That is beautifully said. And really what you're talking about, and, and we've, we've talked about this before, is it's your energy level. It's the lens you put on to view the world. It's just you state it in a different way. And I think that that's so important. You can see the world as a victim or you can see it as a winner.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's not like every day I'm always going to be a winner. I, I tell everyone I'm a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a mouse in my own laboratory. <laughs> I mean, this is something I've had to deal with in my life of that. The words we say to ourselves, you know, words are a sword. And if you take the S at the end of words and you move it to the beginning of the word, word, it becomes sword. So I think if we just visualize that how we use our words can either protect, you know, protect us and help us move forward, or they can be a they can be a deadly weapon against us. And I just think that we need to, if we pay attention and build a habit of doing that, Things can transition and we can really be transformational um, in a pretty quick time period.
0: Absolutely. So I think this really leads into well into my next question. So job seekers, particularly those in transition, are prone to speaking down to themselves or adopting, you know, a real pessimistic attitude. So what advice do you offer for individuals who are going through this?
1: Yeah, first acknowledge it. Mm. You got you gotta say, hey, yeah, this is not where I wanna be. Okay trying to fake yourself or saying, Hey, this is the best thing that ever happened. No, it's probably not. Okay. We can kind of, kind of agree as that as a platform. However, you know, no one's going to row the boat for you. Right. So incrementally, and that's one of my favorite words is incrementalism because in the middle of the word (laughs) is mental is if we can start some habits uh, of just trying to, change the script in our mind a little bit that says, you know, today something good is gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but today will be awesome in some way. And awesome is a wonderful experience shall overwhelm my expectations, is how you write awesome vertically, at least I did. And just sort of look for it. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of a mind game to yourself, but you've got to do it from the inside, piece at a time, incrementally. Don't expect to move mountains. You know, you move enough molehills and they become a mountain. Mm-hmm. So I think incrementally looking to just find something good in the day will help us move in that direction um, to just add to it every day, repeated.
0: And would you agree that when you do that is it's almost like, you know, you're planting a seed. And when you say you're going to look for something good, it your mind It goes back to that reticular activation system, right? You're telling your brain what you want to filter in. You don't want the bad stuff, you want the good stuff to come in. So, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we can't always control the bad stuff that's going to come in. But if we're aware of it and we say, okay, not today, or I'm going to take a chunk of that and carve it away, um, then you're starting to build a habit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't believe in resolutions. I really don't because I think that's sort of a, uh, if you take that word and you break it apart and you add an A-L after the R-E, it becomes real solution. So I think we need to focus on that. Then we do something long enough, 30 days or so becomes a habit. But if we keep going 60 to 70 to 90 days, that habit can become lifestyle. And that's sort of what I've found in my life is that this sort of mindset message practice that I do has become really important and part of my every day, I still have those moments, I still have those setbacks, or those, those times where it's not where I want it to be, or I'm not getting the outcome I want, or I'm frustrated. But if I tend to get back to that lifestyle of, hey, I can get through this, I've gotten through, and it's always too early to quit, is another phrase that I'd like to, it, And it's, it's always easier to quit, but it's always too early. Because that next phone call, that next interview, that next find on the job seeker search, that next job board entry that you find could be the one.
0: That is really good. And I love that you are, you see words differently than the rest of us do, but then you share your view of them. And it just, it it, it is amazing to me. I think it's a gift and, and I, do you know that? Do you believe me?
1: I, I 1000% agree with you that it is a gift. And again looking at the word gifts god installed features to share we all have them and if we find them and we give them the return that we get from that from a from a personal satisfaction perspective and maybe business opportunities and maybe other things that we want to go to uh will manifest themselves i i I know this is a gift it's a divine gift I'm, i'm still writing um i get a word i feel like i'm a vessel and i just try to put that positivity out there because I know folks are looking for help, for hope Mm -hmm. in their help, and I think that's really important.
0: I I couldn't agree more, and I really love that um, you send out a daily message. It's like, that's like my little pick-me-up in the morning when I get to, before I go to work and just kind of, so I have the book and I get the daily emails. So thank you for that, because I know that that takes time.
1: Well, you're welcome. And you know, as we're coming through and getting everything's back open, there was a time when things were closed down and I couldn't see customers anymore and I couldn't get out and actually be face to face. So I I asked myself, what can I do? And I just started posting on my LinkedIn page, just a word. And some came from the book and some I I write each morning and it just has been uh, a real blessing to me to be able to stay in contact with my community. And also just the the feedback has been, I can't stop. I'm on 535 (laughs) weekdays in a row or something and I'm just gonna keep going. As long as something inspires me, I'm gonna keep posting.
0: Do you remember every word that you diagram?
1: No. I was gonna no, be really impressed. <laughs> and no, and, and the thing is, Casey, this is interesting, is that I will look at a word, the same word, over a period of time, three or four times, and write something completely different with it. It just, it's sort of what inspires me at the moment that maybe there's, a, you know, a friend in need that said, hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm feeling feeling down today, and you know, this is the word that it. Boom! I'll write something different, but uh, it's a blessing, and and uh, I just am grateful that I'm able to do that.
0: Well, please keep doing it. I know you had mentioned at one point that you were going to reach a certain threshold and then stop, and then I think uh, there was another email that came out that said, "Never mind." Just kidding.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I can't. I mean, it just it's part of me. It's that lifestyle thing, I guess. And quite honestly, you know, if. It helps me, and if it's helping others, which I believe it is, um, then why could I, I can't stop. I mean, maybe at some point, maybe it'll be book number two or something along those lines.
0: It'd be like Forrest Gump when he decided to quit running. He'd be like, I'm done, <laughs> that's it.
1: But yeah, that's right, that's
0: right. So what are some ways someone can block out disruptive chatter? Because you know, we all have those voices in our head.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm writing a lot about that right now, That um, you know that's probably more deadly than the external mm-hmm. chatter, um, and you know I I I I try my my approach is to say what can I what can I take positive out of this? Just one little nugget. It's going to be there. You're gonna you know because it takes ten positive reinforcing messages to eliminate one negative input. That's what the research shows. So it's going to take time. But I think you got to look for little wins. Um, you've got to commit, which, co- which is count on me making it there. C-O-M-M-I-T. And then you've got to commit to the commitment that you're going to make the change you, you need to because who l- loses if you don't win? Think of your relationships and your family and those that are counting on you to be there. You can't be the world on your shoulders and you can't carry the heavy, you know, the heavy yoke, right? But you you have to try to move a little bit at a time in that direction because there are folks counting on you and surround yourself with people that are encouraging. Maybe that have been there with you, you know, they've been through a similar situation um, and how they've sort of worked through and navigated. Try to find some nuggets that work for you. It might not be a word. It might be a painting. You know, Mm -hmm. it might be, you know, listening to a specific playlist, um, that sort of thing.
0: I have found what's really helped me silence because I am definitely my own worst critic, right? I could talk myself right off a ledge sometimes um, because you sit there and you're so hypercritical of yourself, right? And especially when you're, you know, trying to achieve success and it doesn't come right away, that's when those voices really start chattering, right? Um, but yep. I've really found that getting quiet, either through meditation or just through focusing on the breath, that's really I would say been very instrumental for me to quiet those voices
1: Oh, 100 percent so for me it's it's morning time um, that's sort of my routine in the morning is to find the time that I'm by myself mm-hmm. and with me I have a group I'm with and we do we do some Bible work each morning we share a verse and that sort of thing but it's my way of sort of getting connected to you know kind of where my gifts come from and my my upbringing and, and my faith that it's just okay align get myself on the path, be listening for, you know, listening for the mindset I need to have today, you know, and, and just getting closer to my intended purpose. Cause I think that's sometimes where the disconnect is, mm-hmm. we may not feel like we're in our in our purpose. And what does that mean? How do you find it? That's a whole nother show probably, but <laughs> yes. the thought there is think about that. Like what, what is it that, what is it that, that gets you up in the morning that fires you up? And it, it, it may be in this career search, something directly with what you're doing today it might be something completely different but just tune into that to see if there's something that you can put some energy towards that move you in that direction it could be parallel it could be a fitness thing that says look i'm going to make a commitment to go you know walk three miles at the end of the month and so every day i'm going to walk a mailbox to a mailbox to a mailbox and i'm going to meet that goal and that will also kind of take your mind over being in too much not I wouldn't say worry, but too much honed in on a specific, single, perceived problem.
0: Absolutely, and I think the other thing that I remind myself of constantly is to be present. You know, you don't let the past rob you of your joy, and and you don't worry about the future, which also robs you of your joy of the present. So I think those yeah. things, and and it's hard sometimes to stay present because, you know, you want to worry about you know what's for dinner, yeah. but
1: Right. You're right. Um, Another way to look at that word you just said is the best present is being present. Yes. So gift yourself a moment of whatever that is, you know, being where your feet are in that moment. It can help. And all of this is a journey. And one of my favorite, and I, you know, I'm, a, I'm just a word nut, so I know that we're kind of blasting these things out <laughs> there. But one of my favorite things about the word journey is capitalize the first two letters and the last letter. And what do you get? Joy. Joy. And then the letters in the middle, you are naturally enough. So find joy in the journey, knowing that everything you have need is already inside of you. Now you yes. may need to develop some assembly required as they say <laughs> but i truly believe that and that's a confidence that's a confidence aspect to often the situations we're in cuz some of that negativity that we can own is due to our confidence being shattered mm.
0: so very true so very true so you know so let's talk about when people are it's not you with the negative chatter, it's the people around you. So, how should a person behave when someone speaks down to them, or when they hear someone speaking, you know, poorly about themselves?
1: Yeah, that, that's a difficult one, right? Because sometimes our circumstances, we'd say, you know, fight or flight, just get away from it. But you, you can't always necessarily do that. Um, Who, you know, there's some. I, I'll just, I'll just remember a couple of phrases where you kind of overhear somebody maybe saying something that you are like. Ooh, they you know, you could you could say back. You know, you're not trying to discourage me, are you? I, I, I didn't think so. Or, you know, you're not trying to because I did. And, and you're, you usually will get the step back. It depends on the relationship, right? If it's a if it's a hierarchy, you know, boss employee type of thing. But in a in a peer related thing, sometimes to to what's called triangulate the situation, right? If if you were to say something to me that that was I felt was hurtful, we can take what you said. Put it in the center of the table and then talk to that issue not to each other right so it might be a performance conversation with the boss that you know might actually be real right it may be something that yeah this is a weakness or a challenge or whatever instead of taking that thing personally try to say well how can we then go about working on xyz to improve the situation our first tendency often is to own it and often what we hear and what someone says Mm -hmm. are two different things. The words also have perspective that I think is really important to take in before we, because oftentimes the response to what we perceive as a threat, a negative comment, a takedown, our perception may not be correct. So are we willing to talk about what I heard and what you said? Let me give you a simple example. This goes for my TED talk as well. My wife's a chef and we love to cook together. We're in the kitchen and she says, Bruce, go get the Baileys. So I go to the liquor cabinet and I come back with, you know, the Baileys. Uh-huh. She looks at me and sends me back to the spice cabinet because she wanted bay leaves, not Baileys. So what she said and what I heard were two very different things, right? So it's just sometimes a question or just looking at the situation and pausing before we have the visceral or the emotional response is a way to kind of stop that trigger.
0: Oh, and I love that you just said pause, because I always tell people take a breath, you know, and make sure that, you know, your perception's right, because, you know, sometimes we don't have all the information and our mind loves to fill in that those empty gaps, right? And how often are we right?
1: Abs- absolutely, one of my favorite words like pause is calm, which is catch a little moment. Mm. just. Be calm, catch a little moment for yourself. So where can that work? How can we apply some of this? Let's say you've just come home from a tough day at work or you've had a challenging situation away from home and you're coming home now to the kids and the family, Snick and others, whoever. Take a moment in the car before you carry that day into the house or the apartment with you. So pausing can, can really reset and it's being attentional and paying mm-hmm. attention. So just some things, how can we activate because I, I truly don't believe in motivate. Well, there's amazing motivational and inspirational speakers, but I really try to say, what can we activate? How can we take some of this stuff and actually put it to use now, like immediately? And so some of those things, like catching a moment, or pausing, or triangulating a situation, are things that hopefully you know the audience can listen to and maybe maybe put a little bit of that to their own uh, their own situation.
0: I think that those are excellent techniques that are immediately available to you. So I thank you for those very much. So one more question before we get to our VIP questions. So you believe in helping others become yes I can people in a no you can't world. So what advice can you share to help people to overcome their fears and take on new challenges with confidence?
1: Wow, yeah, you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable. Number one. You, and you got to develop that skill that says i've not done this before and bring it right and it's not overnight but it's it's how do i get into a space of doing something i haven't done before right maybe it's fitness maybe it's diet maybe it's reading maybe it's your your faith maybe it's relationship development so i think you have to be comfortable getting into a space where you are stretching yourself and the other thing on that, I truly believe in what I call kick the cants and untie the knots. Not the knots in, in rope, but the, the, uh, the K I mean not the KNOTS, but the NOTS. And kick the cants mean try to eliminate words in your life and your vocabulary that end in a, an apostrophe T because those are, those are limiting. Just try to uh, uh, eliminate those for an hour or two a day and see if you can actually do that, right? and then you know i think i think that yes i can which is one of the first words in the book and we try to teach our children this as they were growing up is you expect success in challenging activities now y-e-s-i-c-a-n is just another way to start any new venture you want to play the ukulele you want to learn to knit you want to do a podcast you want to do something you've never done before if you start with yes i can then you figure out the hows and the energy puts itself out there to kind of bring some possible solutions.
0: I love that. Yes, I can. I'm gonna, I think I tell myself that way too much, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you have to be careful that you don't overcommit yourself.
0: Exactly.
1: if If you're stuck, that's a really good way, I think, to start.
0: Absolutely, that's beautiful. So many little words of wisdom in here. So I really appreciate that. But now we're gonna do something a little bit more fun Not more fun. We'll do something a little different. Um, I'm gonna ask you our VIP questions. So are you ready? Yes. All right. What three things or people would you bring with you if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars?
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna assume that the basics are there. Okay. I'm gonna bring my music playlist. Okay, that's number one. I'm going to bring my golf clubs. And I'm going to bring a planet understanding. Now what I mean by that is there's a there's an understanding mindset for whoever shows up. We look to understand. We don't look to argue or we don't look to be right. So, okay. A playlist for my music. Um my golf clubs and just a mindset of understanding.
0: I like that, but I'm curious about the golf clubs. You didn't bring any golf yeah, balls. Well,
1: well my ba- golf bag. How's that? Uh, okay. My equipment.
0: <laughs> so I can, yeah,
1: Anyway, and of course, family and all the other things. But but I assume that all that the sort of that stuff was taken care of.
0: Okay, you, you can make all the assumptions you want. It's your question. So,
1: <laughs> okay. All there
0: right. So you talked a little bit about this earlier, but let's just really nail, nail it down. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success?
1: Yeah, I, I get in the Bible. I, mm-hmm. I, I study, I'm trying to get, I have a visual. My visual is that I am walking down a gravel path and above in front of me is a plan. And in my world, God is driving a gravel truck in front of me and he just continues to pour gravel out onto that path. And as long as I stay on that path, Mm -hmm. the route will be where I need to be. It will be where my intended, where he has intended me to live this life on this planet to do what he brought me here to do. So that's what I do. I just am trying daily to stay in line with that path.
0: Very nice. Very nice. All right. So my final question, if you were, if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be?
1: Wow. Um, here's a man who's trying to change the world's mindset, one word at a time.
0: I love it. That is so good. How do people find you and your book?
1: Yeah, above the chatter, ourwordsmatter.com. That's where the, the, your book orders come directly to me. I sign every book. That's also where you can reach me for speaking engagements. Uh, you just info connect me with me there. There's an email direct to me. And if you wanna follow me daily on LinkedIn, it's Bruce Pulver. I, I post five days a week, Instagram, above the chatter, Bruce Pulver. Best places to find me.
0: Awesome. Bruce, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so glad that we ended up being on stage together so we could make this great connection. And I just have one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP.
1: Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Casey.
0: And that's a wrap for today.